Hey everyone, so welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I know it's been a while since I've been on, and I do apologize. I have had um, several things going on. As you see, I've moved around a little bit, all because I am moving. I am relocating for a short spell, and we'll see where I land. Well, you know, one never knows. Plus, I was in my debut in a play, so I played Georgia Douglas Johnson, and if you guys don't know who she is, she's a part of the Harlem Renaissance. Um, she's based out of Washington, D.C., but here's the thing. She used to host these things, these nights called Saturday Nighters, in her salon, in her home. So I actually got to play her. She's a playwright and a poet, and um, so in this play, I got to play her and or portray her as best as I could along with uh, fellow actors and actresses uh, played Langston Hughes and Zora Nielsen and also um, Oswald Willard who all were part of that Harlem Renaissance and civil rights movement and things of that such. So for those who got to see it, thank you all for coming out. For those who missed it, it's okay. We'll put it on YouTube or something. I have this one hair. You see it? It just won't stay put. But anyway, that's what I'm fiddling with. But anyways, um, like I said, I'm, I'm hair, tech, and makeup. I'm all of it. Um, so today, um, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about penile health, right? So I talked about women's health, vaginal health care um, a month or so ago for women's health as far as for Mother's Day. So I said I had to come on to talk about men's health for Father's Day, right? Because it's only fair. And plus I said I'll be back with penile health. So I had to come back. So anyways, so yeah, so this is what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about men's health, but also um, share some things about um, just healthcare in general. So that's my wheelhouse, health and wellness. So I, I always tend to go back to that. But you know, with a little caveat on other things as conversation comes up. But, um, yeah, so after this uh, episode, I will be taking just a short break because, as I said, I'm moving. So in between moving and doing um, the play, uh, I will be building our next episode, our next season, excuse me. And um, I have some great guys and um, guys, excuse me men and women who will be joining me on um, next season as well. So hopefully you guys will join us for that. But anyway, so let's dive in, all right? Because um, I could talk about stuff like this for days and it wouldn't phase me. But I know I have a limited time span with our um, YouTubers. So let me just keep it short. But anyways, here we go. So uh, we know talking about penile health, right, men's health, is a topic that uh, men tend to shy away from. I don't know why women, we tend to be a little more open with our women's health. Um, boisterous, maybe because um, we've been shut down for so long about the things that go on in our health care that now that we have an opportunity to share and shed light on a lot of conditions that we go through as women, we um, tend to uh, not do that. So now that we do that, it's like women's health is really big out there. And I hope a lot of women are taking um, heed to it and taking better care of themselves and each other, right? Um, also, for men, uh, some men's health issues are a little taboo. Like men are big to talk about their sex life and how many people, women they slept with and things of that nature. But when it comes to the health of their genitalia, they kind of just don't want to talk about that. Um, so um, my husband and I were having that conversation, whereas when our patients used to come see me and I had to look at their junk or genitalia, penis, whatever you want to call it, give it a name, that's fine too. Uh, excuse me, my daughter seems to be calling me right now. Sorry. Um, she calls at the darndest moments. So when you say it's live live video, this is live video. Sorry about that. And I actually ended up dropping my phone in the same token. Go figure. But anyways, so, okay, this is authenticity right here, okay? There's, there's, there's no cut and paste. This is it. <laughs> what you see is what you get. 
Um, but anyways, so uh, yeah, so when we talk about men's health, right? So men tend to not talk about it with me. So when I come in and you see me as your practitioner and it's like, um, yeah, is there somebody else I can talk to? And I'm like, mm, nope, it's me, sorry. Um, so they tend not to tell me the full gambit of what it is that they, they're going through and um, at the moment. So then this condition goes on, whatever condition it may be, goes on, and their questions are left unanswered. So here's the thing. Guys, if you are going to see your practitioner, be it man, woman, and you're having an issue with your genitalia, be open and honest. The same thing I tell women when they go in. Be open and honest. Um, your practitioner, you should have a comfortable relationship with them, and they should not be judgmental towards you. And if that is the case and you feel that way, then you need to find another practitioner that you feel comfortable with in entirely, right? Because there's they're on your healthcare team. You know, you're working together to keep yourselves healthy and why not disclose everything about you? Otherwise, what's the point? You're wasting your time and that practitioner's time. And we know time is money, so let's not do that. I value my time and I value the person that I'm seeing this time. So let's be open and honest with that conversation. So, you know, we know is that penile health is an important part of men's health, right? And it just goes so far beyond sexually transmitted diseases, which is the first thing when we talk about health and vaginal and um, penile health. It always goes to STDs first, right? And the big one, HIV, which I get it, it and it, it's, it's still prevalent today, I understand. But it is not the only issue that can go on with your reproductive parts, right? And then the next one is RA's uh, erection, Right? Whether or not I can get an erection, how can I sustain an erection, that's another one. Also, um, ejaculation, right? And premature ejaculation, non-ejaculation, non is my sperm count okay? That kind of thing. And when we talk about sperm count, that goes into reproduction, right? So when we look at, uh, when you come into your practitioner and you're talking about these penile problems or any type of genitalia problems, we are looking for um, signs of any other underlying conditions that you may be having, right? What else is going on with you? So we need to have a whole picture. So what I like to tell people is if you can, keep a journal. If something new happens in your healthcare position or something, I couldn't find the word, in your healthcare condition, um, write it down, write it down. And I always tell people, Go to the doctor, and I think you guys heard me say this, go to the doctor when you feel well, so you have a baseline to work from when you don't feel well. When these little symptoms occur, you know what it feels like when you're at your utmost health, and then now, why do I feel this way? Where is this ache coming from? You wanna know. And why not keep a healthcare journal, a healthcare diary? Get copies of your medical records. Every time you go to the doctor, ask for a copy of the note so that you and your doctor have are on the same page. And plus, you know what they're writing, okay? I can't tell you how many times I've seen notes from practitioners, and I'm like, mm, that didn't happen when I read it back. I'm like, yeah, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. So you want to be on top of things. And it's not, it's, it's not to, to call out a physician or a nurse practitioner. It's to maintain those checks and balances because at the end of the day, it is your health, okay? It's about you. And this is, I always say, self-care is not selfish and making sure your medical records are adequate or um, on point is not selfish, okay? But anyways, back to penile health, right? Because I told you I can go off on a tangent, easy. All right, so um, so we talked about penis problems and the most common ones, self sexual transmitted diseases, erection, erect, uh, ejaculation, and also um, sperm count reproduction, right? So with these problems, again, there are signs. These may be signs of some underlying conditions that you may be having. Underlying conditions may be um, like diabetes, uh, heart conditions, and so forth and so on. So these ongoing health issues can affect your penis, right? 
and also can impact other parts of your life so it doesn't stop there. It can cause stress, relationship problems, it can cause problems with your self-confidence so that leads to mental health, so mental, physical um, problems it can cause. So knowing the signs and symptoms, knowing um, just a little bit about your penile health can be helpful. So I'm going to mention a few things that um, can be a part of that health. And definitely, this is going to be recorded, so you can definitely refer back to it at any given time, right? So we talked about um, the first one, the first, I think, three that I mentioned, or two, um, ejaculation problems, right? This can be include the... Um, the inability to just ejaculate, we can call it. We can also include premature ejaculation in there. Um, we can include delayed ejaculation in there. We can include, what else? Painful ejaculation, reduced ejaculation. Um, all these things can be part of that. So this is when, um, and oh, also another one that's a, a not too common, but it can happen, is called retrograde ejaculation. And that's when the semen goes into the bladder um, instead of coming out of the penis. It, it goes through the bladder, so it, it presents itself in the urine because it passes with the urine in the ureter. Um, then we have the erectile dysfunction that's, you can't keep an erection, right? Inability to form an erection, keep an erection during sexual intercourse. So it's, your penis is not as firm um, as you want it to be, right? So then we have the common one, decreased libido. It's not just a woman thing, okay? I know I talked about it in women's health, and when I talk about vaginal, um, vaginal uh, health care and also hormonal imbalance and things like that. So decreased libido can happen for men and women, right? And that's a decrease or a reduced uh, reduction in the desire to have sexual intercourse, right, or have sex. Um, the other one is anorgasmia. So, lack of orgasms, right? You, the inability to have an orgasm. And that is despite being excited, loving your partner, or um, adequate um, sexual stimulation or stimulation in general, right? You're just not having an orgasm for whatever the reason. And that could be mental, physical, too, causes. And also, we talked also about sexual transmitted diseases, right? Um, that is the most con common one that we deal with as healthcare practitioners, especially in um, internal medicine. So before coming on here, I was talking to my husband about the topic today, and um, he was saying, you know, how many times that he gets patients in there and they drop trial, right? Drop their pants and say, this is the problem. And I told him, I said, you know, I don't get that. Um, and that's because I'm a female, I get it, and it's some embarrassment there, but um, I said I can't count literally on one hand how many times I've taken care of gentlemen who had some sort of genital issue, and that's just because they are embarrassed to have that conversation with me. And um, the ones that have, it, it was severe, like I had a patient who had syphilis. I'm like, who knew that was still a thing? But it is, it is. All right. Um, and one thing I want to just throw out there before I forget, one thing is that um, men present with sexual transmitted diseases different than women. It shows up quicker for us as women than it does with men. So men tend to go a little longer without signs and symptoms that they recognize. So that's why I, I try to, you know, keep harping on you guys to really understand your baseline health and understand what it is when you're well. Even looking at, like I said with the women, looking at your discharge, the color of the discharge, how much the discharge is coming out, those kind of things. You want to be aware of that and, um, you know, document that and share that with your practitioner when, when you're able to, right? And if it's important enough, give them a call. Now everything is like through the portal, send them an email. When you think about it, send an email and then come back and check it. You know, those kinds of things. So, kind of stay on top of those things. You don't want it to fall off, right? <laughs> Sorry, it won't fall off. Um, 
So sexual transmitted diseases, and there's uh, quite a few. The most common are the genital warts. I've taken care of patients with genital warts, um, gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis. I talked to you guys about um, genital herpes. That's another one. Um, and these can all show signs of signs and symptoms to you differently. So genital warts, of course, you're going to see the warts on your um, genital area. And also um, genital herpes, you have that same type of canker store um, that you get with genital, with uh, oral her herpes. I know some people have oral herpes where they get a sore on their lip or, or wherever. Um, so um, it presents the same way on the penis as well. And it can be it can cause some painful urination, painful um, discharge of any kind, and you you have signs of sores or blisters on the penis and in the general penile area. Um, I know women tend to have this problem with yeast infections, but men can get a yeast infection as well, and that's just um, you usually see it around the penile head. And it's inflammation, so it gets red and inflamed, and you get kind of a reddish rash with some uh, white patches on the penis, and it causes some itching and burning, and you may have some um, white discharge as well. All right, so that's something that you could be and should be mindful of. The other one um, for our teenage boys and younger men is one thing I would like to mention is um, testicular cancer. Cancers are very um, prevalent now with all the chemicals and things that are in our foods and in the air and things like that. So people are coming, individuals are coming up with different types of cancers and also um, the most common ones. So we teach patients, our male patients, um, I start seeing patients by the age of 13 because I'm an adult. Um, acute care uh, geri uh, gerontologist, so um, I see patients that are 13 and above. I know 13 is not an adult, no, but um, your body starts to mature, so um, I can see patients at the age of 13. So our male patients at the age of 13, we teach them how to do um, testicular uh, manipulation, so you can see if you have nodules in your testes, just like we do breast exams, we teach patients to do self-testes exams, self-testicular exams. Um, and, you know, we tell them, do it while you're in the shower, if you are masturbating, do it during your masturbation, whatever. Um, floats your boat. But you want to check your um, testes to see if there are nodules there, and you just kind of just roll them around and you just feel to see if you have any lumps, bumps, and all those humps there. And if you do, you want to let somebody know, um, let your practitioner know as soon as possible. So um, other signs that you can you can see as penile cancer, and it's not a all in all, this is just something that we have seen. Um, you may have blisters on the um, shaft or the foreskin of the penis and um, it may become something like more wart-like, right, wart-like growth um, that may have some sort of discharge, uh, watery, purulent, um, pus drainage may come out of there as well. All right. Um, oh, God, what's the other one? It starts with, there's quite a few that starts with P. It, it, I, 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 it's crazy. Pironi's disease, uh, Pironi's, that's it, Pironi's or Ronies, however you want to say it. Um, but this is um, abnormal scarring of the inside of the penis, which often causes the penis to bend or have painful erections, right? And um, it can be a chronic condition, uh, and it's usually developed due to the scarring of the penis, right? And here's one that I don't think, or maybe you guys thought it was a joke, or I don't know, but you can fracture the penis. What? Yes. So, um, yeah, you can't break it off. You can't break it. So, penile fracture is a rupture of the penis during erection of the um, tube-like tissues in the penis. Right. So 
This usually happens because of an erect penis that was forcefully hit um, during sex, right? So that forceful, um, hey, hey, right? If she's on top, here you go. She can bounce a little too hard. So when you say bounce, shorty, bounce, tell, tell her take it easy, just a little bit, okay? Because um, she can break you, okay, and not break you off the way you want. She can break you, okay? So take a chill pill and just ride it easy. Ride it on home, easy, okay? Um, Priaprism. Priapism is something I think you guys, some of you guys may have heard of, and um, we see it commonly when um, some patients use Viagra, um, and that's when it's a persistent and um, unusually painful erection uh, that isn't caused by, um, that isn't caused by uh, what, sexual stimulation or arousal. Sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, so, and like I said, we usually see this due to medication um, complications, and some patients with heart disease, too, tend to have that. Um, phimosis is also another one that's, I told you, I got a lot of them with peace. Phimosis is another condition where your foreskin, um, so if you're uncircumcised, your penis can't contract, uh, excuse me, can't retract from the penis head, and it causes painful urination and also erection so be mindful of that um yeah so yeah. oh and there's another one that when you're what this condition is one where your penis the foreskin can't return to its normal position after being retracted which can be caught can cause some pain and swelling as well um, and can cause some impairment in the blood flow and um, that's paraphimosis paraphimosis so, yeah, so these are some, and I'll write these things all in the chat, and no, not in the chat, but in um, notes, too, so you guys can have that. So, you know, like I said, these can all be underlying conditions due to um, some other problems going on, some other risk factors going on. So we talked a little bit, just slightly mentioned some about heart disease, diabetes, can also be related to some of these conditions. So heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, obesity, can't get away from that, can also increase the risk of having some erectile dysfunction along with medication. So you can't get, a, get away from that. So yes, yeah, so some medications can cause some erectile dysfunctions as well. And also, also other side effects, like I said, the prior prism um, is caused can be caused by some medications as well, um, including some blood pressure medications. Antidepressants can also cause that. Some um, sleep medicines can also do that too. I think we got prostate cancer drugs and ulcerative drugs um, that can also cause that. So one thing we did not talk about, and I'm going to talk about now, is um, your prostate, right? So men have another organ, uh, the prostate, and this I talked about in women's health too, but also I'm going to talk about in men's health. So your prostate, you should get your prostate checked um, frequently, especially if you have, uh, not frequently, but when you're of the age, I think they said 50, 50 years old, but we're um, starting to see a little earlier in some men, so for between 40 and 50, depend on, in, on your um, past medical history and also um, your uh, family history, right? So it may vary, but um, when we look at prostate, it's you. This is the one other exam that is hard for men to do, right? Because they have to bend over and someone sticking their finger in their anus to check their prostate, and. Um, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for men, especially when it's a woman. And then when it's a man, it just it goes overboard for men, right? Um, so, yeah, so they, they you have to do a, what we call a digital rectal exam, DRE. And you're we are literally gloving up and gelling up and sticking our finger in and feeling for the prostate. And what we're feeling for are nodules. 
right? Any bumps or anything on that gland. And it's really important for us to find out because if left untreated, it can lead to prostate cancer, right? And also, um, in the, uh, the, yeah, along with prostate cancer, we also can see if the organ is an enlarged. Um, benign prostate hypotrophy, hypotrophy, oh, I can't say that word. I hate saying that word, BPH, right? So um, paying attention to the most common sign and symptom is frequent urination during the evening, not because you drank several beers or you had tons of coffee. Pay attention to how often you're going and how much you're going and how forceful or non-forceful the stream is, whether or not you can control it. Men can do kegels too to strengthen their pelvic floor, so um, that will be helpful too. Be mindful of those things because um, those things, if in the event you ever have surgery or even just life issues, can cause what we call urinary retention, which means you're not able to go as often or you're going a little bit at a time, and because you're going, you think nothing's wrong. But it's the amount and the pressure behind it. So definitely paying attention to your urine stream is going to be important and how frequent you're going and when you're going. And it typically happens at night. Men find themselves getting up frequently at night to go to the bathroom and they're only going about 30 milliliters, maybe 100 here or there. All right. So definitely do that. Um, I know we talked about urinary tract infections, cystitis. Um, when we talk with women, but men can get urinary tract infections too. And we see it a lot during what we call honeymoon cystitis. That's frequent um, sexual encounters uh, in a long, in a short period of time. And this can uh, lead to what we call honeymoon cystitis, which is urinary tract infection, common in women because our ureters are shorter, but um, it does happen in men. So men can present with inflamed genitals, when they come in, so, and a little bit of discharge and what we call hematuria, um, blood in the urine, right? So definitely want to look out for those issues. And then um, if in the event, I know I was excited there for a minute because I was going to go to something else, but I changed my mind, prostate cancer. Prostate cancer treatment um, is going to be surgical removal. I, I wanted to go back there before I left that general area there in the prostate and BPH, right? So it's going to be the removal of that gland, prostatectomy, and the surrounding tissue. Um, and this may cause some urinary incontinence, um, meaning that you can't control your voiding or peeing, and some erectile dysfunction. So this is why we try to encourage men to get their prostate checked as often as possible. It is really important especially when you have um, those signs and symptoms of frequent urination and so forth and so on. So with that, a caveat to that, so our transgender patients, right? So we, this is really important for our patients who are, have affirmed their identity, right? Because if you are a female, a male who transitioned to female, you still have your prostate. Even though you've had the surgery, top surgery and bottom surgery, you still may have your prostate. So this is one of the things where I really want to urge you to find a practitioner that you are extremely comfortable with and you are okay with disclosing who you were, that dead part of you, right? And present the whole picture in the event that you have signs and symptoms and they're trying to figure out what's going on, not knowing that that past part of you um, used to be male. And I've seen this happen where prostate issues go on and on and people are treated for different symptoms and then, you know, they finally go to a place where they're comfortable and they disclose and they find it's, it's so far gone that they have to get treatment or removal of their prostate. So please, please, please. Find a practitioner that you are comfortable with and you are able to disclose your full self to that individual so that you can get the full preventative treatment that is due to you as a human being, okay? Uh, um, like I said, I've seen it happen and my heart goes out to those who just, you know, unfortunately still have to identify with that part of them that, that they don't want to. Um, so there you have it. 
Um, smoking is also another healthcare risk, and I know that's a big thing. And you know, smoking increases your chances of having erectile dysfunction. It constricts those vessels, and it doesn't allow the blood flow. So, and part of getting erection is having the blood be shunted to your penis. So, if you are limiting that space, yeah, it might take a little longer if it happens, or maybe not. Right. So, definitely smoking, excessive drinking, and um, guys have experienced this, women have experienced this decreased libido due to excessive drinking, erectile dysfunction due to excessive drinking, poor choices in your sexual behavior, right? Um, we get a little loosey-goosey when we are, are high on the juice, right? So um, we're a little more friskier and not paying attention and being mindful using condoms and other protections that we should be doing as far as sexual behavior. So definitely that. The other thing, oh my gosh, hormonal levels. So women are the only ones that deal with hormonal issues, right? Men have hormonal issues too. So hormone imbalances, um, especially with testosterone deficiency, um, have been definitely linked to erectile dysfunction. Yeah, so there are some men that are on testosterone, low doses of testosterone, um, to help maintain their libido and their sexual function. So definitely that. Then we have our psychological disorders, right? Mental health. Mental health is mind, mind, body, and soul, right? If your mind isn't right, your body's not going to be right. And that's something I try to tell people on a daily basis. If you're not feeling right mentally, it does eventually affect you physically, right? So depression, stress, definitely stress. Um, any other mental impairments because you're on medications can also affect that um, sexual drive, your libido, your, your um, erectile dysfunction. Um, what else? Uh, it affects your, uh, with these conditions, can cause you to have increased anxiety, um, performance anxiety, right? Because if you had erectile dysfunction at some point, if you go to have sex again, you wouldn't be worried about that in the back of your head. So definitely that plays a part in it. Low self-esteem, stress again, and um, yeah, just libido, right? Having that low libido, um, again, not just a woman issue, it happens to men too, right? Um, what else I want to talk about? I could talk about so much. Um, getting older, age. Right? Oh my God. See, it's not, guys, yes, we do age like fine wine. Excuse me. We do age like fine wine, but getting older um, can generally result in not only female having lower estrogen and progesterone um, issues, but you as gentlemen can have uh, lower testosterone levels. We talked about the hormonal piece, right? You're just naturally with age, you can have a decreased level in your testosterone, right? Um, decreased orgasms, decreased force of your ejaculation, and then um, less sense, um, less penile sensitivity to your um, to touch when it comes to your penis. Yeah, it's a thing. Sorry. Um, what I wanted to talk about, too, some oh, neurological issues. Oh, man, that's a big one. Stroke plays a part in that big time. Um, any type of back injuries, multiple sclerosis, um, dementia can affect uh, your sexual function. I said back injuries, spinal cord injuries, back injuries um, can cause that too. And some, and, and if your nerve impulses aren't connecting um, with your brain and the synapses, that can have a problem too. So there's, there's just so many things neurologically that can happen with that too. Um, gosh, I just had a thought and I just lost it. Um, oh, when I said dementia, that's it. So. I know I mentioned dementia, and people think dementia, you're thinking about your Aunt Addie or, you know, your Uncle Joe who um, shouldn't be having sex at the age of 80. Well, let me tell y'all something. 
our seniors, our grampies and pop pops and mom moms are getting it on, okay? Getting it on like popcorn, okay? So I think Florida, yeah, Florida, those retirement states, Florida, even here in Arizona, have the highest level of um, sexual transmitted diseases within the senior population. Yes. Why? Because they are still getting it on. Okay, and they're, they share partners more than anyone because there's not that many men who still are willing to get it on or women that's still willing to get it on. So they kind of cross over just a little bit. So definitely high um, numbers for sexual transmitted infections, especially um, the age old one, syphilis, um, because it gets masked with all the other conditions that can go wrong as we age. So there you go. Um, so those of you who work in long-term care facilities, just be mindful of that. And especially in uh, assisted living, they do still have sex, okay? So don't discount it. Um, grandma's still getting it on happily, okay? <laughs> um, uh, the last thing I will definitely talk about is piercings. I know we all, I don't know, does anyone still get their penis pierced in their clitoris still pierced I, you know I know that's kind of naive of me but um I didn't I'm still wondering why that's still a thing but it's still a thing so penis piercing um like clitoral piercing can cause infection so make sure you keep the area clean um and while it's healing and it all depends on where it is too um so hopefully you're not piercing through the shaft which can cause disruption in your urethra flow and also the flow of the vas deferens that have your um, seminal fluid, the semen in there. So um, if you just keep it up to the, the head, I think you're pretty much okay. Unless you're piercing the meatus, then hey, I mean, again, I don't know. That's, that's, that's doing the most for me, but whatever floats your boot, no judgment. Um, but in any event, I'm going to end it a little bit there. So um, here's the thing. Any of these conditions, you want to know when you want to see your doctor or when you should see your doctor. Definitely if there's any changes in your ejaculation, any changes in your orgasms, um, any feeling that you notice that you haven't been wanting to have sexual intercourse with your spouse, or significant other for a long period of time, any bleeding um, during urination or any bleeding in your ejaculation that you may have noticed. And I tell you guys, look at these things. Look at your urine. Look at your feces, right? Um, look at your uh, seminal discharge, your semen, right? So you can see if there's anything there. And for our spouses, our um, significant others, you can, too, look at these things. I know it's not the best thing, but if you're in a committed long-term relationship with that person, you take care of each other. You take care of each other. Um, you want to definitely look for any lumps, bumps, lesions, rashes in the genital area, um, and not just limited to the genital area, but also look at your anal area, too, right? Um, you can use a mirror. I'm not telling you to try to bend over and look because if you are that agile, kudos to you. I'm going to applaud you right now, <laughs> but I know I'm not that agile, so use a mirror, okay? Um, if you have a severe bend or curve, curve, any type of curvature that causes pain and discomfort, especially during sexual activity, um, you like my little vision, right? Uh, <laughs> you want to go and um, get that checked out. Any And definitely any burning sensation when you urinate. Um, again, discharge, that's not uh, normal during your, uh, out of your penis is going to be something. And any time you've had any trauma to that area, remember, guys, always do your um, testicular exams to be sure um, doesn't matter I always say it doesn't matter what age honestly because um, there have been some gentlemen in their 30s and 40s who have um, been known to be diagnosed with testicular cancer so 
definitely like us as women, we have to do our self-breast exams. Please continue to do your self-testicular exams. All right. Be sexually responsible, guys. Okay. Um, use those condoms. They are giving them out like water. It's free. Every healthcare facility that you can go to. So please um, use your condoms, especially if you're out there floating. I'm, I'm all about love, free love, sex, whatever you want to do. Just do it responsibly. Um, stay physical, physically active. Um, if you can keep your weight down, and obesity is one of the issue, the number one issues here in the United States. Um, and it doesn't, they living in food deserts does not make it easy. Having food that's um, processed and um, that's cheaper than fresh food does not make it easy. Just moderation and you know do your 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 physical health some due diligence and do some walking workout whatever and you don't have to join a gym um i work out every day and don't go to the gym so you don't have to be a part of a gym but if that's your thing definitely join a gym if it's not use whatever body weight you can whatever you have around the house to keep yourself afloat um, so you always want to make those healthy choices. If you have a history of heart disease, cholesterol, all those things, diabetes, you want to keep yourself up and running. So like I said, go to doctors when you feel well, get your baseline, and then as things occur, you'll be able to take notice that it's not right. Okay? Because we know that high blood pressure, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes are an on type 2 diabetes, that is, and uh, other risk factors are part of the, are some of the other risk factors along with other things that affect erectile dysfunction. I got it out. Hygiene, hygiene. So for my gentlemen who are not circumcised, okay, I know there's a few of you out there in the world, so for those of you who are not circumcised, please, oh please, retract that foreskin clean around there, let it dry, you can use a towel to dry it, and then retract it, but clean under that foreskin, please. Um, uh, use regular soap and water, whatever you want to do, um, but just clean and just return it, dry it, dry it, dry it, okay, I'm going to say that again, dry it, dry it, dry it, um, because water is breeding ground, you got water, you got damp, um, water and you got warmth you got a breeding ground for bacteria so dry it completely before retracting um that foreskin uh, know the medications the side effects that you're on i tell everyone from whoever's on any kind of meds make sure you keep a list keep it with you um bring it every time you go to the doctor if your meds change keep it up if it's too much for you Every time you go to the doctor, bring all your bottles with you so that they can see what you're currently taking, including your over-the-counter medications. Um, and then pay attention to your mental health, right? How are you feeling during these times when you notice that you're not having effective ejaculation or, or um, poor erections or you're not orgasming the, orgasm, you're not orgasming the way that you usually do? What's going on in your life, right? What's stressing you out? What's on your mind? Those kinds of things. And I am an advocate of stop smoking. So don't smoke, right? Decrease your alcohol intake. I'm not saying don't drink, but don't drink as much, right? Because um, it contributes to erectile dysfunction and, and orgasms and um, ejaculation issues, right? So that's one of the things that we do. So try to decrease it. Right? And guys, all, we can prevent some penile issues, but not all penile problems can be prevented. So having routine exams of that genital area and being aware of what can happen and regular checkups are going to be one way to keep yourselves healthy. And, um, you know, don't let embarrassment stop you from getting the help that you need. Right? I, it, we all have things going on in our lives. There are things that are good. There are things that are bad. There are things that are ugly. But if your practitioner is there for you, it doesn't matter how you show up. We're just happy you're showing up. All right? 
So with that, I'm going to close it out there. And I want you guys to really take care of yourselves. It's Father's Day. Um, if you know, uh, have a male figure in your family that this can be helpful for, please do share. I know I'm a female giving this information, but it doesn't matter who's giving the information. Just listen to the information that's being passed. It's keeping you healthy, keeping you aware of what's going on with you, all right? So from us to you, take care of yourselves, right? And as wives and, and spouses and significant others, we should do our due diligence to help keep our significant others upright, un un unless you've got other plans, which I don't want to be privy to any of that information because I like that wearing orange every day. Just saying. Just saying. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. Um, because we want to take care of each other, right? Take care of the one we're with and, you know, keep our brothers and, and sisters, you know, together. Because, you know, if I'm taking care of you, I'm expecting you to take care of me as well. Um, so definitely something to think about. Think, think something definitely to keep in your mindset. But anyways, so yes, so that is... I think that's all I had today. Looking at my notes down here. I think that's all I had to talk about today. Um, and I think that's enough. I think that's enough. I mean, for Father's Day, share. Share the information. Um, especially for those of us in the black and brown community. Uh, we don't go to the doctor as often as we should. Um, and when we do, it's generally too late. So um, keeping an eye on our health care ourselves is going to be one of the best ways to take care of ourselves. That way we know when we need to go in and be seen. Um, and I know it's some, we have some, a lot, not let me say some, we have a great deal of inequity in healthcare for the black and brown community, which is why I like to come on and talk about these things. So at least if, if you get the information from somewhere, right, to keep yourselves afloat. So keep a healthcare journal, go to the doctor when you're feeling well, know your baseline, and get copies of your medical records when you go to the doctors, when you go to consults, um, to have consultations. Get copies of those notes so that you too can keep track of what's going on with you. And when you go see new practitioners, bring that information with you. Have them take a copy, okay? Have them take a copy, not yours. If you want to copy it and bring it to them, that's fine too. But make sure that you keep your records so that you can stay on top of your health, all right? So those are my tidbits for health and wellness for uh, men and women. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, again, share this as you will, and I will see you all, okay, in the fall. Like I said, I'm going to take these next um, half of the rest of this month and next month and uh, mid-August off to get myself settled in our new place, And uh, but that doesn't mean I won't be posting on Instagram and things like that, and I might even jump on and give you an audio here or there, so please just, uh, and I'll post it out. But um, as far as me going on live, that this is going to be it until August. Um, and I'll post when I'll be going back live. So um, take care of yourself and each other. And if you guys haven't, um, I have just two sponsors um, at this time. And if you are willing to sponsor, please come let me know. Um, I, I will happily take sponsors. But um, so the one sponsor is Collins Education Resource Management, and we tutor nurses in, in healthcare or anyone in healthcare related um, fields. So definitely uh, find us on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, that's Collins Education Resource Management. Right now, our website is being is under construction, so the website is um, I shut it off until we can get that under fixed and revamp it the way I want. So 
So the website is under construction right now. So there you have it. Um, the number is 480-360-6270. And again, we help anyone within the healthcare field who wants to be successful in the healthcare arena. And um, we definitely focus more on the black and brown community and English as a second language because as I've said in the past, my students who are of the black and brown community and English as a second language seem to have a harder time maintaining themselves in healthcare careers. So, and that's not lack of knowledge, it's just lack of anyone helping to help them succeed and build on the knowledge that they already have. And also Divine Nubian Essentials, that is the health and health, health and wellness line of skin and hair care, right? Skin and hair care. So um, if you're wondering how I maintain these beautiful locks, is with using Divine Nubian Essentials health um, hair care system. And also this lovely skin. Today I didn't put on any makeup. I put on concealer. Oh, concealer on because I have dark circles. Yeah, but um, my skincare regimen is basically soap and water and Divine Nubian Essentials body moisturizer. That's all I use. And it's been doing amazing for my skin. And this is coming from somebody who's had acne as a teenager and suffered bad with adult acne. So um, using my products, I have gotten very few, if any, breakouts since using the body moisturizer on my face. And my skin has been amazing. Um, my hair, this is three years of locks, so can't complain there. And that's all I use. So with that, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Um, again, take care of each other and yourself. Self-care is never selfish. And I look forward to hearing from you in the future. Even while I'm on break, if you have anything you would like to share, please do. I'm happy to respond. Um, some of you have, and I've sent messages back, so thank you. Uh, so thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you all in the very near future. Namaste.